Coming up today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, it looks like Mike D'Antoni is looking closer and closer to be the next head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. And we'll talk about the NBA draft lottery taking place tomorrow night, all on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Lockdown Hornets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> I'm Walker Mail alongside Doug Branson. You can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail at Doug Branson LOH, the show handle on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free. We're available on all platforms. And we have had a rough time trying to get this thing started today, but we are here and we're going to release a podcast to talk about your boy, Doug, Mike Dan Tony. Your your Let's daughter got go. a hold of your Apple Watch this weekend and texted me and Nick Angstad of the Locked On Dallas Ma- or Locked On Mavs podcast. And you sent or she sent an actual song that said something like it's only you. I forget what the song was. But when that happened, I thought it was you sending that to us. And you were talking about Mike D'Antoni as who you would like to be the next head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. And it does look like the reports are he's the certainly the uh, leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, having a baby and an Apple Watch is difficult. They are just naturally attracted to the bright (laughs) lights and the screen. And when they touch it, it does something. And that's all very electric for them. Uh, I tell you, it kind of scares you as a parent, or or at least it gives you a window into maybe your own psychology about how you react to your devices, seeing how this child who doesn't know anything about anything is just naturally reacting to this device. Uh, there's some stuff going on, people. Just keep your third eye open. That's all I'm saying. Goodness gracious. Uh, but they yes, um, yeah, I am super excited about this uh, news that it seems like Mike D'Antoni is the leader in the clubhouse. And honestly, it tells me, Walker, if Mike D'Antoni doesn't get this job, then then the Hornets couldn't sell Mike D'Antoni, not the other way around. I think that's probably true. I, you know, it's funny. Mike D'Antoni talked on the old man in the three podcast with JJ Reddick, and he was discussing some of the Lakers days and why he chose that job. Right. He said Mm -hmm. when he agreed to that, he thought Steve Nash was going to be healthy and Mike Brown coaches the first five games gets fired. Right. We all remember his early exit and Steve Nash was never right in a Lakers uniform. And he thought if Steve Nash could have been healthy, then they could have really contended, but they make the playoffs, but never really again. They're never really a a championship contender at all. But it's interesting to hear him kind of talk about that because, of course, it's going to take two parties. It's going to take an interested one on the franchise's part, and it's going to take an interested one on whoever takes that job. Some are more desperate than others. If you're an assistant coach looking to break into the game, maybe the Hornets are an attractive job for you. Maybe Mike D'Antoni is attracted because you have LaMelo Ball, one of the better young and upcoming point guards in the NBA today. That's That has to be the selling point. But you're right. If eventually this marriage doesn't ever happen, then it probably is because D'Antoni isn't viewing this as attractive of a job, whether it's pay, whether he's just like, you know what, I don't think this roster can do it, whether he wants personnel control and Charlotte decides to back off and say, nope, well, we're not going to have it. But according to Mark Stein over the weekend, he did report that league circles are kind of looking towards D'Antoni being the next head coach. Charlotte is interested in pairing D'Antoni with LaMelo Ball and having the offense play through him, he being the guy that leads everything around that part of the floor. And so all good stuff, right? We can get into some of the other things about D'Antoni, but that's clearly, even with me wanting a couple of these assistant coaches instead of D'Antoni, 
you have to be excited about what he can do with the Lamelo, and that was always going to be the case because of his relationship with other star point guards in the past. And that really breaks down our uh, disagreement on this issue. You want an assistant coach. I would like a head coach. I'd like a head coach that won 50 games that has, uh, that has tasted. <laughs> you said it. You said it again. This 50. tasted the sweet nectar of a conference final, something the Hornets, this Hornets yeah. franchise, even in the glory days of the late uh, of the mid 90s and the late 90s, early aughts, they never tasted a conference finals. Mike D'Antoni knows what that's all about. And I think that's important on a team that doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. But I'm just going to close my eyes for a second, Walker, if you'll allow me. I'm just going sure. to imagine Mike D'Antoni coming mm-hmm. in and working with LaMelo Ball on offense, just on offense. I know there are defensive issues, but I'm just going to close my eyes and just imagine. Here we go. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Oh, Yes, that was amazing. I encourage everyone, unless you're driving, to do that. Just close your eyes and imagine Mike (laughs) D'Antoni and LaMelo Ball and how fun that was. Was that pleasurable for you, thinking about that that relationship? Yeah, it was great. Look, I could tell. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Walker. This Hornets, the Hornets need to do something. Like, make a call. Like, let's get this thing in the books. I mean, we've got the lottery coming up tomorrow. I mean, uh, the combine's coming up. Like, you know, the head coach, I I think there's a lot of, you know, draft process is going to be a lot of general manager. But if you're planning on giving Mike D'Antoni or whoever personnel decisions, then we need to, uh, let's accelerate this process a little bit. I'm ready to hear something. Yeah, so a couple of things real quickly before we move on to maybe some of the pros and cons also talk about the NBA draft lottery. You know, the thing about D'Antoni is when we've seen him with the Houston Rockets, his most recent time, Time being a head coach after his tenure with the Rockets he was an assistant on that net staff and then last year he was a consultant with the New Orleans Pelicans so the most recent time we've seen him as a head coach is of the Houston Rockets James Harden led and we've seen that try to work with Russell Westbrook we saw that try to work with Chris Paul and Chris Paul it all came crashing down because of his relationship with James Harden Chris Paul also aging at that time, even though he's rebounded. Then the Phoenix Suns game happened last night, whatever that game seven was, that was freaking brutal. But we know that his relationship with that position and or able to tailor players to that position has been absolutely incredible. He made that call for James Harden to just say, you know what? We're going to run this offense through you, and we're at least going to get to the conference finals because of it. And we're going to win a ton of games. We're going to have a crazy good offense because of it. You know, Steve Nash, you, you I saw an article on CBS Sports, um, you know, and the wording, I think it was from Sam Quinn. It said he helped Steve Nash and James Harden to MVP season. I don't know if it matters, but we do know that D'Antoni can at least help LaMelo Ball with that offense. And I saw Andy Bailey tweet over the weekend, too, said, I can't wait to see LaMelo's numbers. Th- that That is clearly the driving force, right? It is not because of. Anything else too much so before the fact that it is LaMelo is our star and we want to put the right coach next to him. And what's weird about this, too, it's not necessarily LaMelo's choice because based off reporting, and there was only one, but LaMelo was interested in having Mark Jackson. But it's not that the Charlotte Hornets are giving in to LaMelo's every demand. Hey, we'll do whatever you want. It's like, no, we want to do what is best for you and this franchise. But we think this is the best route, and that's what we're going to do. And I find that pretty interesting on part of the Charlotte Hornets. You have to listen, but at this point in LaMelo's, I think, life cycle as an NBA player, he's he's not to the level such that he can make that kind of demand. And I, honestly, I don't think he's making any kind of demands on who 
uh, will or will not be the head coach, but certainly you should listen to what he has to say on on any name that you bring in. And we'll see exactly how much they listen to LaMelo Ball, and we'll continue to talk about the coaching search, but coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We'll talk a little more about the NBA draft lottery taking place tomorrow night. We've done the simulations. We've done that a million times, and we've actually had some luck with the Charlotte Hornets going up that list, climbing up the ladder to get a better pick. We'll see if it actually takes place in reality. All right, we'll move on and talk a little more about that. But I want to talk to you about another partner here with us on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Now is the time to seek wellness, joy, and an abundance in all areas of your life, starting with what you eat. With Sakara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. True Radiance starts on your plate, made with high-quality organic ingredients. Sakara's plant-rich, transformational nutrition programs are expertly designed to deliver real results, from reduced bloat and eased digestion to clear skin and boosted energy and moods as well. Looking and feeling your best shouldn't mean deprivation. Instead, you can choose joy and abundance. Sakara's organic, plant-rich, transformational nutrition programs are designed to help you cultivate body intelligence so you can nourish your body and experience the results you want. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. The nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfast, lunch, uh, dinners, all of them are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients. So right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 at checkout. Either one that's sakara S A K A R A.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. Can the Hornets get lucky tomorrow? We'll talk about that next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue to hold her early leaves a flower but only so an hour then leaf subsides to leaf so eden sank to grief so dawn goes down to day nothing gold can stay we need the boys to mend with that now it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast We'll kick it over to another draft lottery simulation. One of the last ones, not the last one. We still have a couple more we can play with tomorrow to try to amp up the good luck for us that really the Hornets have only experienced once in like the last decade, 15 years, 20 years. It's been a long time. And when they finally got it, it was LaMelo Ball. Doug, I still remember watching that draft lottery. And I think the Hornets were supposed to pick like eighth when they moved up to go get LaMelo. And mm-hmm. then they reveal the card. It is not the logo of the Charlotte Hornets. And everybody on Twitter starts freaking out. It is such a good feeling when you don't see the logo. And finally, at number three, even if it wasn't number one, we all felt really good. And eventually, that was probably even better for the Hornets. They probably would have taken James Wiseman. I don't know if you know. The Hornets have needed a center for a long time. They might have just crossed that off of their list. 
quote unquote, with James Wiseman, but LaMelo falls. You got to take him at that point, certainly. And that was the good luck. Charlotte, don't know if they're going to get good luck this time around, Doug. What are the odds for the Hornets coming tomorrow night? Yeah, so the odds for the uh, team in the eighth position uh, is 26.3% to get into the top four. And then number one overall, that's 6%. But if you drop down to 13, where Charlotte currently resides, those percentages drop pretty significantly. So it's (laughs) 7.1% to get into the top four. 1.5% to get number one overall. I'll say that the LaMelo ball uh, draft that even had some extra sauce to it because the Hornets and Bobcats literally never got lucky. They just, they never moved up or at least the Bobcats version. I think you had to go to Diddy. I think Baron Davis was the last time that they had received good luck. Yeah, and so that had some extra special sauce to it. This would be incredible because there are so many good players at the top of this draft, but it won't have that same special feeling, but I'm still hoping for it. 7.1%. Those are long odds, but it's not impossible, Walker. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that we've seen the Hornets in our simulations, and I think even the locked-on simulation, they've had some luck. They've moved up twice now, so the odds are maybe that it can't happen again, but hopefully reality and virtual reality is not the same thing, and the Hornets can get some good luck. What also was interesting about that draft, Doug, is the fact that you had James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, and LaMelo as pretty clearly the top three you know, Anyeka Kungwu was somebody that we experimented with quite a bit because I know a lot of draft nerds really liked him, his ability to play drop, even being smaller, but also just switching on the perimeter. And the Hornets needed a center. Like, that's what they needed. And there were some legitimate questions about LaMelo Ball mm-hmm. shooting, coming overseas, back to the States, because he had not shot the ball, the ball well in the prior season. But clearly, he's been doing an excellent in that, an excellent in that regard. Still... I think widely considered a top three player draft. If the Hornets get lucky in this year's draft class, if they get into the top four, there's talent there. My my interesting scenario is if they get to the top four and they get that fourth overall selection, let's say Chet Holmgren, Palabon Caro, Jabari Smith, they're all off the board. All of those guys would be, I think, the pick for the Charlotte Hornets at that time. And then here you are at four. Jaden Ivey, I think, is that guy that for just normal standards, if you don't need any position, you take the best player and Jaden Ivey would be the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I love him. I think he's so smart. He's fun to watch. He was awesome this year at Purdue. I, I'm one of those that I would take Jaden Ivey I, because I think it's probably too early for Mark Williams and Jalen Duran. You have that 15th pick too, remember? So maybe you could play with it. Maybe you could trade back and get something in return. I don't know, right? But if you were to take that player... That's what's interesting to me, Doug. Like, what would you do if Jaden Ivey was supposed to be that next guy? But also, of course, you already have a point guard. Like, I I just, that that's the interesting scenario to me. I don't even know what you would do there. Maybe you can't even take them. Well, I, I think they would have to do everything. If, let's say, Bancaro goes off the board one or two, then I think it really gets interesting because I'm not sure it would be intelligent for the Charlotte Hornets to trade up to three to get Bancaro. Yeah. Okay. But if Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith are there at three, or at least have the possibility to be there at three, then you have to seriously consider packaging four and 15 for three. I talked to uh, my guy, Zach Blackerby, over at the Locked On Auburn podcast. I was like, give me the skinny on Jabari Smith. What can he do? What can he do? 
can he play D? How how well is he as a defender? Like how, what what's he doing here? And Zach texted me, he can do everything but dribble. And I said, perfect, fine. Ooh. No, yeah, no, yeah, he doesn't. I don't want him to dribble. <laughs> we can still... say, no, you can teach him to dribble. You can yeah. teach him to dribble. I can teach I can teach little kids how to dribble. You can teach people how to dribble. Okay, yeah, I'm okay. not. I, that's not a problem. But if he can do everything other than that, then I'm. That sounds good to me. So Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren. Uh, I think you have to seriously consider packaging four and fifteen for three. Yeah, you, I'm and, ready and, to you know, send Jayden, this lottery. You're get, you're getting me all get me all hype. I'm ready to do it. You got it. All right, go ahead. Let, let's sim it and then we'll move on. But let's go ahead and scratch that edge for you, Doug. Go ahead and sim the lottery and tell us what we get. There we go. Beep boop 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 beep. beep. And Charlotte, uh, actually, we went down. <laughs> we went down oh, one no. spot to four. <laughs> Somehow. That's good. That's good. Hey, look, a bad dress rehearsal usually means for a good play. Hopefully That's that is right. what's taking place. So let me break down what happened here for the audio listeners. So San yep. Antonio moved up eight spots to get the first pick. Cleveland moved up 12 spots to get the second pick. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, by way of the Los Angeles Clippers, move up nine spots to get the third pick. This is a highly unlikely scenario where you have somebody in the top four with a 20% chance, a 2.4% chance, and a 7.1% chance. And that's what dropped Charlotte is the fact that Cleveland, who sits below them at 14, moved up 12 spots to get into the two slot. This would be nightmare scenario for Charlotte as they move into the 14th slot. But uh, they, uh, now the benefit here, if anyone's a fantasy drafter, like there's nothing like having back-to-back picks. You get to strategize. You're like, it doesn't matter who I take with the 14th pick. I got the 15th pick. So snake draft style, they're going to have the 14th and 15th pick in this scenario if there's any silver lining. <laughs> All right. So hopefully that has balanced the scale, right? We had good luck prior, had bad luck in this one. Hopefully at least tomorrow. We're, we're going to find out ground. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out tomorrow, and we'll give you the last couple of draft sims on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Coming up next, though, on Locked On Hornets. We'll talk a little more about some of our takes from the NBA playoffs. I think there's an interesting Charlotte Hornets storyline surrounding what just took place with the Phoenix Suns last night. Just a brutal game on part of Phoenix where they get destroyed in a game seven. And eventually it's the Dallas Mavericks moving on to the Western Conference Finals. We'll talk about a relating storyline for the Charlotte Hornets in just a moment. But I do want to talk about Built Bar first. I just received my birthday cake puffs, a part of Built Bar. They're excellent, as is always the limited flavors that are a part of Built Bar. I've never had anything like this one, though, before. They're can I, can right I break there. in here? I never please, do this. Please do. Yeah, I never this do this. Go ahead. This, if you've been watching the show and you do watch these ad reads, you know I never break in. I, I leave the, the radio professional here, Walker Mail, to do the Built Bar and all these other ad reads, right? I have to step in here and say that I also got a box of the puffs. Mm. It's like my daily breakfast now. It's that Very good. good. I like the texture. It's sweet. But then I look at the back of the package and I go, hey, a bagel and cream cheese is more calories than this bad boy. Fills me up. It's all good. Anyway, back to Walker. Thank you the for, problem thank you with for the time. trying to oversell one product over another is that they won't believe you. Listeners won't believe you for some of the other products. I will go ahead and venture out into that dangerous territory and tell you, guys, it is legit. I mean, everybody at Locked On loves these things. 
it's true. I eat them for breakfast as well. They are phenomenal. When I get them, it is just like Christmas morning for me, especially when you get that free box. That is the perk of being a locked on host. But you can get them for a good deal too at built.com. Just use promo code locked15 and get 15% off of your order. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. You can order something that is delicious, but also healthy for you too, low in calories, low in sugar, but also high in protein and high in fiber. Let's give our NBA playoff takes coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Have you fallen out of love with uh, Lonnie Walker yet, or are you still in love with him? I think there's still a chance. Yeah, I think I there's know, still a too. chance. Yeah. I think he's uh, <laughs> playing pretty well right now. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. I just want to say, Walker, I have no idea what this segment is about. I can't. Th- this is a blind segment for me. I listened to your <laughs> promo true. of this segment. And I'm like, I have no idea where he's going with this. So I am, I am as interested and as unknowing as the listener right now. Go ahead. I, I very, I very briefly mentioned that we had had some struggles putting this episode together, and gets <laughs> lost in the sauce is the content, right? We have to figure out how to bring this to you, and then we have to figure out what we're going to bring to you. So this mm-hmm. is coming up off of the fly, but Doug. I saw a conversation on Twitter last night that I do think is interesting surrounding Hornets Village, if you will. And it's the fact that, one, not only did the Phoenix Suns get destroyed, but there was a sub story within just an awful one for Phoenix, right? Not only Chris Paul, not good. He's got his injury that he's dealing with. We're going to maybe get more information on that. Devin Booker. Your boy, surprised you haven't mentioned wow. Devin Huge. I mean, yeah. you know, come on. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know my feelings on Devin yeah. Booker, a.k.a. I call him. Uh, Say it with me, everyone. One, two, three. Devin, Devin Snooker. Snooker. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it was close. We got to sync it up, but it was close. Devin <laughs> Snooker, he was on full display. Get Give me a break. This guy's a joke. I, I think all the – people are joking about CP3. I forget CP3. The joke should be about Devin Booker. That guy's never going to win a championship – Get out of here. All right. So, yeah, they're they're the strong feelings that continue for uh, uh, for Doug on Devin Booker. But DeAndre Ayton, Doug, his future is uncertain. And the Charlotte Hornets need a big name. You weren't hearing in that series a lot at all. I mean, and until last night when he played 17 minutes. I think there was one last just kind of awful defensive play immediately gets taken out from by Monty Williams. There is the video of him passing Monty, the head coach for Phoenix. DeAndre says something. Monty says, excuse me, what did you say? And there is some beef between those two right now. Ask about it after the game. Monty said, we're going to keep that internal. Like that's, that's going to, we're not going to bring that to the public, whatever problems they're going through right now. DeAndre Ayton did not get an extension this past season, even though he was extension eligible. He's looking for that max offer. I thought he was going to get it after I expected Phoenix to at least get to the NBA Finals again before they played Boston, Milwaukee, whoever at that time. DeAndre was a non-factor. He was a non-factor last night. Phoenix struggled quite a bit. But, Doug, clearly, I mean, I, I love DeAndre's game. Defensively, he's grown so much. He's really good in that area. He's an awesome offensive player. I think he would be great, too, with LaMelo. And now I think there's an actual shot that he could get away from Phoenix. It's still not likely. You'd have to trade miles. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just is there a possibility, Doug? I, I it seems to have grown from last night. 
Uh, yeah, there's definitely a possibility. I mean, these are the kinds of opportunities, disgruntled star potential player that, you know, bad situation. If he goes somewhere else, there's an opportunity. Not a lot of history with DeAndre, at least as far as I know, with DeAndre Aiden and being like a problem. It just seems like this is, yeah. this is, uh, was a bad situation from the jump. And, um, you know, he's, he's surrounded by, I think, a lot of players that need the ball in their hands a lot. Um, that wouldn't necessarily be the case in Charlotte when you're playing with someone like LaMelo Ball, who's just great at distributing, great at making bigs look better than they are. We had planned to talk about Mason Plumley. That's going to come up tomorrow. But he, like, he made Mason Plumley offensively look a lot better uh, than probably Mason Plumley actually is. And that's what LaMelo can do. Uh, so there's uh, there is absolutely an opportunity. The cost would be high. I mean, the Phoenix has all of the leverage here. Yeah, I agree with you. It probably would take a drastic move, like a sign and trade for Miles Bridges, reunite the uh, the Bridges who are are not actually related, Mikael Bridges and <laughs> yeah. Miles Bridges. That would be interesting for Phoenix. I think it's a player that you know Phoenix could use on their team. It would be devastating as a fan of Miles Bridges, you know, and and I think. You would have to sell LaMelo on it and say, hey, LaMelo, I know this is your buddy, this is your guy, this is your friend, but we're about to bring in somebody. Let's talk about all the things that DeAndre Aiden can do for your game. And I think it would be an easy sell at that point. Um, It would shake this franchise up in a way that I think would be beneficial for years to come. You know, if you were desperate to hang on to Miles, could you get away with some kind of Gordon Terry salary match with just first picks and young guys galore? Is there a path Phoenix, there? I don't think yeah. Phoenix is in any position to want to. They don't need to do that. So that's the thing. All these trade scenarios that we've come up for Gordon Hayward, it's situations where teams can go, all right, we're we, you know because of our situation, we're willing to take the risk on Gordon Hayward. Phoenix is just not in any kind of position to take well, that kind of risk. All right, so what about a Terry, PJ, first-rounders type of package? Would that be something that intrigues Phoenix enough? I personally don't think so. Um, You know, I think they would be looking for because it's not just about the picks. Like the picks, that they they'll get those. Um, But I think for them, it's got to be about who's what are the players that can come in, fit this current roster, fit Devin Booker, you know, fit uh, however long CP3 is going to be around. You know, I, I think I think Miles is that fit. It makes too much sense. Uh, we haven't heard any kind of rumors, but I think they'll start to heat up uh, as as this offense gets started for real, for real. Yeah, I think those conversations we'll continue to have here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Because Can't the wait. Entree. Love the offseason. It's getting yeah. juicy. Got it the is. NBA lottery. I'm stoked. I, do you have any super real quick before we go? Do you have any superstitions? Are you going to wear anything? Are you going to do anything for this Hornets lottery? No, I don't. I don't think I do. Usually, I just sit in, in nervous in nervousness and anxiety, hoping the best for the Hornets. And the one time it panned out, that's the only thing I really do. I'm gonna have the Elden Campbell beanie baby right on yeah. the old on the old leg. Just wait. I'll have I'll have my daughter. <laughs> I'll have my daughter in one arm. I'll okay. have beanie baby in the other arm. Those are gonna be, and, and you know that that my daughter is a Hornets good luck charm. I, when she was, uh, she was born right around the time the Hornets started uh, the season and you know, they got off to a great start. And whenever I held her for the entirety of the game, the Hornets mm. won. So she's okay. totally a good luck charm. I'm going to be holding her in one arm. She's going to be like, she's going to be crying. And my wife's going to be like, no, she needs to go to sleep. I'm like, not now, honey. The no. Hornets, the Hornets have to get this pick. 
producer Katie, you got to understand these are trying times. We need to go ahead and have this happen for the better of the Charlotte Hornets. And I need you, Doug, to hold on to both your child and the Eldon Campbell beanie baby <laughs> with the most amount of security as possibly given. Both of we'll them do. are sacred to this. All right. Thank you so aye, much aye, for joining us. Please do that. Thanks for making uh, Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. Make your second listen. Locked On NBA from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insights and analysis affecting all 30 teams tomorrow. It's the draft lottery. We'll have you covered right here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. 